So, life update. We had Halloween. Happened. Um, I went trick-or-treating with Cassidy and fam. And dressed as Boo, I attempted to be Boo. I did use the cardstock. It did not stick the whole time because I had to wear a jacket. And it was, like, hitting the cardstock that I had taped to the dress. And so I did end up taking the cardstock off. So then I looked less like Boo from Mario. And I looked more like I was trying to be the the doll from Annabelle. Um, Because I had on white tights, white boots, white dress, and a white undershirt. And then a jacket. Um, But we had a good time. Um, The kids actually were like over and done with by 8 (laughs) o'clock. Actually probably like 7.30 I think is when we stopped. They were like, I'm done. And Cassidy was like, I think this is the earliest we've ever been done with trick-or-treating. Um, but we had a good time. We went and ate dinner afterwards. Um, went and got a facial this last week, which was amazing. My dermaplaning facial appointment. Um, I go every six weeks for dermaplaning, but every three weeks for a facial. So, the three weeks in between my dermaplaning appointments I do a custom facial so the next one will be a custom facial in two weeks because in three weeks is Thanksgiving so and then mom and I went shopping this weekend like literally impromptu last week in the middle of the week I said I have nothing to do Saturday do you want to go shopping and she said yes so mom and I went out on the town buddy I spent so much money (laughs) um we went to a consignment store and I got a couple pillows and a sweater and then we went to Target I got a new fall dress and a couple new sweaters and then we went to the mall or no we went to Duluth I tried on a bunch of things but nothing really fit or looked right um and then we went to the mall and I got two new sweaters from Altered State from the Arula section Ooh, and Normally their clothes are like too big on me, but I think they've added a size because normally I've always just looked like the A was always what I thought the smallest size was Mm -hmm. and it was always too big for me. Well, Mm -hmm. I asked her what the sizing was and turns out I've been looking for the wrong thing. I need to be looking for the X. Yeah, their sizing is weird. So I got, I looked in the X stuff and I found two new sweaters. One of them is a regular sweater. It buttons up. And it's white, and it's got different colored, like, knitted daisies all over it. Oh! Like, crocheted in. Yeah! And then the other one is a cardigan, and it's, like, a rust red, and it's got white daisies crocheted into it. Oh, that's cute! And then I got some earrings and a necklace. I never leave Altered State without buying some stinking jewelry. Every single time. It gets me every time. I love Altered State. It's so expensive. Um... But all of my, like, I think, like, a majority of my flare, of my flare jeans that I have, they have come from there and they've come from Hollister. Honestly, mine but would come from Altered State if they my, came my size. My black one, the black ones that I have that are, like, they, like, tie in the front, those are my favorite because they're kind of, they don't zip. They have, like, a hook and eye situation and I love it. They're so soft, too. Um, I love their sweaters. So, yeah, I did come out with that. We went to American Eagle, and I scored at American Eagle. I got, like, really? six bodysuits. Really? So, I told Mom, I said, I honestly, like, it's been at least a year since I've been in American Eagle and found something I like, and I figured out why. 
when they're fall and winter stuff comes out, that is when I like to go in there. That's when they have stuff that I actually like. I got those bodysuits. But during this, the warm weather, I can never find anything in there because everything they have during the warm weather looks like it came off of the farm. Like I look like I own a plantation home with the puff mm-hmm. sleeves. It's I can't, I don't like any of their clothes in the spring and summer. American Eagle for me recently like in the past year or so has been very hit or miss for me like even in the fall stuff and warm stuff like I can never find anything that like looks good I did I looked at a bunch of sweaters and all their sweaters and stuff are cropped and that's just not my style but I did I got like five or six bodysuits like long sleeve bodysuits they had them in each color they had them on my size I was so excited um so I had to get some of those, and then we went to Hollister, and I got some more bodysuits, and I got a, um, you know, the sweater I picked up in Nashville. That I saw I it, and I saw was it was going to buy. Yeah. yeah, I regretted not buying it. Mm-hmm. And so when we went in there, I found it, and it was on sale. Yeah, so I really it worked out that I didn't get it in Nashville. See, I've come to the realization that I like Hollister. I used to not like Hollister. But now, recently, I've come to really love Hollister. All of my jeans are from Hollister. All of my... A majority of my jeans are from Hollister now. And I love them. Like, all my, like, 90s jeans, all even, like, some of my skinny jeans, I, they've all come from Hollister. And Every I love them. Every pair of jeans that I own, except for my black jeans, are from Hollister. My black jeans are from Target. But, um... Mm-hmm. I think that's all. I got like just a ton of sweaters. I was after fall clothes, so I accomplished what I went out for. Ooh. Oh, I did get. We went to Torrid, and I got a dress that I wore yesterday. Um, I wore it with a white long sleeve bodysuit underneath, but it's like a it's a dress. It's got it's gingham, and Ooh. it's orange and white gingham. Oh. And it's got little buttons, and then it like it's got the like rouging in the back, mm-hmm. and it had pockets, and it came down to like about mid shin Mm -hmm. and then it has like thin straps so I wore like a long sleeve bodysuit under it yesterday for church and it was just so cute so I was happy to have like another dress I've been looking for some long fall dresses so I I got two yesterday so or Mm -hmm. Saturday so I accomplished yeah and then the last thing on my list I don't know if I told you this you probably saw the video but I might have told you I had a slight book haul recently. Oh, yeah, you did tell me. I ordered 12 books. Oh, yeah, you told me and Carly when we went out. Ten of them came in. Two of them is Corruption by Penelope Douglas and Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros. Both of those are coming out and coming in the mail tomorrow. I got a bunch of dark romance books. If you follow me on Instagram, I had posted um, for dark romance recommendations um, and people from the book club came through so wonderfully. Guns loaded. Um, so I had a lot of recommendations thrown at me. I went through and read the descriptions of each of them and picked out some of my favorites that sounded really good. Um, so, um, one of the books I did get was The Wicked Remain by Laura Pohl, and that is the second book to the Grimrose Girls, so I'm excited to read that soon. Um, I did get Grimoire Girl by Hilary Burton Morgan, which is one of the books that I looked for in Nashville. Um, so I'm excited about that. 
Another nonfiction I got was The Next Chapter by Yana Kramer. Oh, I can't wait to read that book. It looks so good and I love her. Um, and then I got Still Beating by Jennifer Hartman. Um, so that is one of the dark romance books that I got. It sounds really good. Uh, and then I got Does It Hurt by H.G. Carlton. <laughs> the title alone scares me. Um, then I got Shallow River by H.G. Carlton. Both th- this book and the book I just mentioned are both by the same author as Haunting Adeline. There's that. Um, no further elaboration needed. I got Twisted Devotion by Poppy St. John. And then I got The Ritual by Chantel Tessier. That sounds interesting. Um, it's like a, the, if I can remember correctly, it's based college dark romance and the guy as a part of some like secret society. Oh no. <laughs> I'm just like, ha ha. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and then I got In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. Um, so I haven't heard of this book before, but there was a girl at our book club reading it, and it sounds really good. Like, uh, this girl, like, goes to sleep in her apartment with her fiancé. She's engaged. She's happy. And then when she wakes back up, she has a different ring on. It's five years later, and she's engaged to a different man. And then when she goes back to sleep, she's back in the present day. And oh, you told me and about that one. It gives me, like, it reminds me of what the plot of the time traveler traveler's wife was. So I'm very excited. It's not a very big read. Six like Sigrid Rose Girls up there. So it looks mm-hmm. like it's going to be a pretty quick read. Like I could read that in the weekend. So I'm excited about that. The last book that I got, I finished yesterday. The Brutal, er, sorry, not The Brutal, Brutal Obsession. I want to cry. By S. Massery. I posted it on my instagram today the full book review if you want to go see it before our wrap-ups come out um i read this book in three days and it's 582 pages of which yesterday i read the last 382 pages in one sitting because it was so good i was screaming i do have a reel i'm planning to post to my instagram that's going to be like a read a small snippet of Riddle Obsession with me. Like, it's just videos of me reading. And the last bit of the video, you just see my eyes go wide and you just see me go, ah. <laughs> I need to see this. And I just, it was so good. I'm going to take a momentary second to give a brief, brief raving about this book. It was... Dark romance, lots of smut, but unlike Haunting Adeline, it wasn't traumatic. It had a storyline that was like the enemies to lovers storyline that you and I love. Ooh. It starts out and he sets out to like undermine her. Like when he gets together with her, he wants to destroy her. He hates her because of something that happens in the book he cannot stand her he wants to destroy her life he wants to make her miserable he wants to extort her all these things and he's just slowly slowly falling in love with her and you're just like yeah we know how you really feel grayson 
it was so good. Uh, the underlying story was like compelling. It was believable. It wasn't astronomically out of this world crazy like Haunting Adeline was. And it had smut, yes, but it also had the sweet little moments like I love. It was just, I, five out of five. I, oh, 5,000 out of five. It was so good. And there's more. <laughs> she has, it's a five book set. The fifth one's about to come out. And each book is about a different one of the boys on the hockey team that he's on. <laughs> so it's kind of like, so it's kind of like the Twisted series. Like, it's yes. different people. bounces. Ooh. So the next book is about one of his friends that is in the book quite a bit. His name is Steel. So they're in college. Just like Twisted. You might actually like that one, Hallie, because the main female character is a ballerina. I'm just saying. The smut wasn't too bad. It wasn't anywhere near. I was never at You've done tempted me to get one book, which I'll explain in my catch-up. I was never but... once in a fetal position. <laughs> you weren't in a fetal position? <laughs> Not that way. Yeah. Okay. Just in moments of like... I did moments where I was laying in my beanbag and my toes were going like this. I was doing the little happy dance because I was just giddy. So... That's all I have for life update. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's move on to mine, which is somewhat chaotic at two, especially with the first bit. And I've not told you this story. You're in for a real one. Um, so I worked our barn sale this weekend. It was crazy. And let me just tell you the absolute insanity that happened on my lunch break. So... I was in one of the back pantries eating, and I hear the vent Mm-mm. clanging, Mm-mm. and it goes, I look over, and it's moving up and down, and I'm like, what is happening? And I look, and there's a black paw sticking out of it, and I just assumed it was a cat at first. I'm so interested in this. And so, I go out, and I go get... um my boss's mom was in there. I was like, there's something moving the vent. And I kid you not, I turn around and I look, I see a black and white head pop out. It was a skunk. (gasps) Hallie, you came so close to being sprayed. It was trying to get in the bakery. I literally said, oh my gosh, it's a skunk. But no, none of the other customers heard me. Thank the Lord. Um, and so I said, call Craig, who's my boss's husband and he come in there and he was laughing his butt off at the fact that there was a skunk trying to get into the bakery it was flour i said it was pepe i said it was pepe le pew it was flour she just wanted to bake good and i said imagine like you're over at the barn or just outside and you see the bakery just clear out (laughs) like something out of a movie Bruh. Oh, it would have been a disaster. But I don't, I don't even know how it got in there. It's just there. Yeah, that was that was insanity, and that was at. Whew, I was never the same after that. <laughs> the rest of the barn sale, I we finally like put like a broom pan over it. So that just, uh, um, we did speaking, and I technically had a small book haul. It was one book, <laughs> but it was a big, it was Very a big moment. about this book. So, Carmen has been, Carmen and Emily, but mainly Carmen, has been convincing me for months. For years. For years. 
to get to start reading after. By Anna Todd. And finally, I was walking past a table and I saw after we fell and I was like, should I? And I said, why not? And so I went and I looked for it and I grabbed after. I, and I immediately sent it in the group, our book club chat. I was like, I was like, are you proud of me, Carmen? <laughs> All I see was the picture and I texted back, I am screaming. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love the book but yeah, series so I much. did that. And then yesterday, dad finally decided to double down. So he's been waiting. So November 4th, the final episode of Attack on Titan came out. And so dad's like, all right, we're going to double down. So we we started watching. This is I put in our notes. I know this. Yeah, is, I know this. this is confusing and I will explain. <laughs> Attack on Titan season four, part three, part one. Let me explain. So... Basically, season four of Attack on Titan is huge. Like, it's a huge moment in the, se- in the series. And originally, it was supposed to be two parts. It was supposed to be part one and part two. But we kind of realized that... I think they kind of realized that this was so big that they would have to push out one more part. And so, basically... They decided to come out with three specials for part three, which they're basic. It's three episodes, but they're basically like an hour long each and almost an hour long each. And they're basically just covering like it ends at chapter 130. Season four, part two ends at chapter 130 and season four, part three picks up with 131 all the way onward to 139. So it's basically 131 to 139 is just one big battle. That's very huge. And so those three episodes are covering that. And we watched the first one and it was right before I was going, it was right before we were going to bed. It's like that, it was that TikTok that was like, I shall go to sleep now. And he rolls over and goes to bed and then he starts crying. <laughs> that was me. Oh. That was me. That's me. Because finishing the, the first like three minutes of the episode, I was like, well, that's great. We're in full depression city. It was... <sighs> gonna be rough we're watching the second episode tonight and i've done forewarned dad that when we watch the last episode you will see me sobbing like pixie had just died right in front of me and so you will see just full-on come apart <laughs> it will be bad but well and i guess so we've kind of done a bit of a trade-off you mm-hmm. bought after and I've actually been watching people play FNAF, so <laughs> tiny trade-off. Yeah. Um, Josh Hutcherson edits have officially have that's, been that's are, what's done it. That's are on my TikTok, and I've been sending her. I've been sending you some that I'm like, man, oh man. Honestly, if Josh wasn't in it, I would have never cared a bit about it. Well, but hello. Well, guess what, kind, sir. We're well, guess what? Matthew Lillard has... I said in the last episode, Matthew Lillard signed a three-movie deal. So, there will be two more movies, and you will see more of him, probably. Better be Josh. I love him. I'm still trying to figure out the lore of that movie. Everyone know If you're a FNAF person, you know that the lore of Five Nights at Freddy's is so convoluted. It's so confusing, especially the timeline. However, I will recommend go watch Game Theorist's full FNAF timeline. It makes some sense. And so, I'm still trying to figure out, I know that the movie is its 
like separate from the games and the books it's its own separate universe but i'm still like it doesn't make sense <laughs> it's uh yeah i've officially went down a rabbit hole it's been bad <laughs> um a couple things else i wanted to mention that i forgot about until just now um a couple shout outs um so first shout out shout out to Brit tally you guys will remember our interview with bl tally she sent me the copy of the second book in her trilogy series. Um, I don't know how many books she's doing. Um, A Promise of Rage and Ruin. The first book is Realm of Shadows and Flame. Um, A Promise of Rage and Ruin is the second book. She mm. sent me a signed copy with some book art. Aww. That, if I'm not mistaken, she does herself. Yes, she does do I it herself. She does do that herself. The bookmark that she sent me is, both of them are double-sided. Um, the bookmark flips over and it shows that picture with a quote. And then that picture flips over and it's the uh, vertical of Calix and Renata. Um, but I've got the book art on display, Britt, if you're listening, right next to your books. I'm very excited I about need, it I need to get A Promise of Rage and Ruin. I need to read it. Like I'm. Well, I need to reread it because... I got to beta read for her. Yeah, I need to so order obviously it. Obviously, things have changed a little. I bit. need to order the first. And, I need to order the so. first and second book to have on my shelves and display in full glory. But if you're listening, <laughs> yes. Um. So I need to reread *A Promise of Rage and Ruin* so I can give a official review. We can do. We can do it. We might do an episode on it. We probably will. We need to just plan a time to like both of us read it and then do a review of it and then have her back on so we can talk about it. Yeah, that would be so fun. I know she's got a couple um, work works in progress going on at the time at the moment too, so we'll have to have her back on. Um, so let us know if you guys would like to see that episode. Um, and then another shout out to another shout out to our fearless leader of the Booked Up Book Club, Alyssa. Um, at Lissa underscore Elaine Reads, if you guys would like to go follow her Instagram. Um, got me to sign up for Kindle Unlimited today. <laughs> Want to know why? Why? Because all the dark romance books that I just added are on Kindle Unlimited for free, so I can read them for free, and so the other books in the Brutal Obsession series, I can read them for free on my Kindle before I have to wait on the money to buy them. <laughs> And they were running a deal right now where you could get two months for $5. So I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so I now have Kindle Unlimited. Surprise! Um, I'm excited about it. Yeah. That's all I know. <laughs> all um, Welcome back to Family Fiction. With Hallie. And Carmen. So today, um, I know this has been a long-winded life update and intro before we got to the official topic. Um, it's been a long time coming, but... Literally. <laughs> some of it will be shortened down in editing, but um, still probably pretty Holy long. cow! <laughs> Looking um, at the time! And then, before we get into today's discussion, we're going to postpone it a little further. Um, Rapid fire. We're going to do our currently reading. So I'll start. My audiobook that I'm listening to is Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing by R.I.P. Matthew Perry. I was fixing to say R.I.P. Um, the book is read by him, which hurts just a little bit. 
Um, but I like listening to nonfiction books because it usually is the person reading it. And so I think that just adds a bit of a personal touch. Um, so it is going to be very sad to listen to. I've already listened to quite a bit of it and it, it's, it's pretty sad to hear his voice. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. And then my physical read is going to be Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros because I haven't started anything else because it comes in tomorrow and might as well wait. Cool. Um, my currently reading, um, I'm going to be starting it soon. And that is Twisted Games by Anna Huang. And I am ready. Yeah. Okay. So our discussion for this week, as we said last week, is The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. Yay! Um, once again, as with all of our book reviews, um, we get our full recaptioning and synopsis and bullet point stuff um all from recaptain's website which will be linked down below um so yeah should we give a synopsis i didn't look one up um pull the book we can <laughs> i will pull the book um here is the official synopsis for the inheritance games avery grams has a plan for a better future survive high school win a scholarship and get out but her luck changes in an instant when billionaire Tobias Hawthorne dies and leaves her virtually his entire fortune. The only catch? Avery must move into his sprawling mansion full of secret passages, riddles, and codes. Amen. Unfortunately for Avery, Hawthorne House is also occupied by the family that Tobias Hawthorne just disinherited. This includes the four Hawthorne grandsons, dangerous magnetic boys who grew up with every expectation that one day they would inherit billions. Heir apparent Grayson Hawthorne is convinced that Avery must be a con woman, and he's determined to take her down. But his brother Jameson views her as their grandfather's last hurrah, a twisted riddle, a puzzle to be solved. Caught in a world of wealth and privilege, with danger around every turn, Avery will have to play the game herself just to survive in this twisty, thrilling new mystery from beloved author Jennifer Lynn Barnes. Boom. We love to see it. Um, so, we'll just go ahead and get started on the full synopsis. Um, Avery is living with her sister, Libby, and her abusive on-again, on off-again boyfriend, Drake, and also partly in her car. Avery is called to the headmaster's office when she gets a perfect score on her physical on her physics test, excuse me, and she is accused of cheating. She takes a new test there and then to prove that she is just that good. I love that moment. My mom, when she was reading these books, told me that when she was reading that, she was like, Oh, Carmen, I love it. I love that they called her in and she took the test there and just proved that she was that good. So mom really enjoyed that part. Um, the following day, Avery is called into the office again, and this time, there is a young man called Grayson waiting for her. Huh. Libby is also there. Grayson has come to take Avery to his late grandfather's estate, as Avery's presence is required for the reading of the will. And I noted, Mr. Gray, son, we'll see you now. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Fifty Shades of Gray reference for all those who did not get my delivery. And I also kind of put, I kind of fell in love with him at this point. <laughs> Mr. Grayson, we'll see you now. Okay. Because he had a full-on suit on when she was I know. Full-piece suit. I and I was like. When I was reading the book, I went, oh, oh, Mr. Gray, we'll see you now. What are we, what are we doing here? 
And his name is Grayson, so it fits. Avery has no idea what's going on, but she and Libby head to Hawthorne House via private jet. Libby had been getting letters, but she thought they were spam. Me too. Honestly, yeah, that's relatable. Avery arrives at the house, and the will is read. Zara and Skye, Tobias Hawthorne's two daughters, blech, are left with 100000 The grandsons, Nash, Grayson, Jameson, and Xander, are left with 250000 each. And Avery gets the rest, which amounts to $48 billion. Avery has no connection with Tobias Hawthorne, so she has no idea why she has inherited this. And this was the moment I said, what is happening because why is she living like all of our like deepest fantasies of like i wish it's kind of like that i wonder what went through her head it's probably i kind of think this is what went through her head matt or blarg from smitty when they put in minecraft i'm rich i'm rich that was matt (laughs) yep i'm rich see you later oh bless them um so this was also the moment that I'm sure every single reader that was reading this book went, you know, I freaking wish that was me. Like, yeah. I also wish a billionaire would just be like, oh, surprise, you've inherited all of it. Now go live in this house with these four gorgeous, beautiful blonde boys. They're not blonde. I'm just, I was quoting Star Kid. I'm sorry. Um, go live in this house with these four beautiful boys. Like, where do I sign? Yeah. Um, the inheritance does comes with hello. The inheritance does come with some conditions. Avery has to live in Hawthorne House for one year in order to inherit, and she also can't kick the Hawthorne family out. I mean, I come back to what I just said. I have to live in the billion dollar estate with the four beautiful boys. I would you have a question? I wouldn't have a question. Here here's the thing. I would not kick out the four gorgeous boys. The two daughters now I may kick. Now if I could kick those two out, I would. <laughs> yes, but they kind of stick to themselves. I would just be like, I don't think I would even question. <laughs> sure, yeah. sounds great. Sounds like a good deal, buddy. Um, Avery gets a security detail led by Orin, and a whole family, a whole law firm that is run by Alyssa and her father. Excuse me. Avery has to go to school, of course, so she starts at the school that the boys go to. Here she meets Thea and Rebecca, and all I could think of was Madison and Louise from Gilmore Girls, and I picture her literally going to Chilton. I need to know if I'm alone in this. (laughs) Um, Avery and the boys think there's something to the letters that Tobias Hawthorne left them, as Tobias Hawthorne was always into games and riddles. Avery works closely with Jameson, with it, and with a bit of help from Xander, they figure out that Tobias didn't have a middle name, even though he signed the will with one. I love Xander. <laughs> I and love this Xander. Like the moment when the book really starts to kick in high gear, this is when you start getting thrown into the puzzles and the mysteries and the riddles. I don't know how she come up with half this stuff. I'm like... I know. I sit there as the reader trying to solve it, and I'm like, let alone could I come up with it? Um... Drake speaks to the press, as does Libby's mother. Drake is Libby's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> That's not explained. Um, there's no secrecy in this house. <laughs> um, I full-on expected them to cause much more trouble than they actually ended up doing in this book. 
Like, yeah. I remember reading the book thinking, oh, they're going to be, like, the biggest issue of this whole book. I can just see it. And they didn't cause as much of an issue later down the road as I thought they were going to. Um, so, I said that was one thing that I was like, oh, okay. But I was kind of so, waiting for Libby to do something. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop with him, and it yeah. just never really did drop. Yeah. Um, they discover that there is another will that's written in red ink, so Avery goes to check it out. Avery, Avery figures that the boy's middle names must mean something. The first one, Westbrook, leads Avery and Tobias to a bridge on the estate. Tobias? Jameson? It's probably supposed to be Jameson. The thing says Tobias. He's dead. <laughs> okay, let's rephrase that. Um, the first one, Westbrook leads Avery and Jameson to a bridge on the estate. They find the number eight. They continue to follow the clues and they end up in the forest where Avery is shot at. Stress uh, on stress on stress. <laughs> that was scary. I didn't vibe. I seriously thought she was going to get, like, shot or grazed or something. I was like, huh. I that was the end. Um, Oren rushes Avery to the Laughlin's cottage while he scopes the place out. Avery speaks to Rebecca, who speaks briefly about her dead sister, Emily. <laughs> Emily used to date Grayson and Jameson before she died. She had a heart transplant and her heart gave out. This was a little bit hard for me to follow when I was reading the book, not going to lie. Yeah. Keeping up with who all the characters were and what yeah. roles they played yeah. was starting to get tricky for me here. Because the stuff with, like, it was keeping up with Emily, Rebecca, and Thea that was really throwing me off. Yeah. Because I'm still not convinced I know what roles they play. Which one was the one that, like, fake dated Xander? Was, was it Rebecca? Oh, was it Rebecca? See, I'm telling you, like, I can't. <sighs> I don't remember. I don't even remember that plot um, point. Those three were just such side characters that they didn't really stick in my head. No. Um, Avery and Jameson kiss. It's probably the adrenaline. And I screamed. <laughs> my ship has... I said, my ship has sailed. Oh, so good. Once Oren has given the all clear, Avery heads back to the house, but they keep the shooting incident a secret. Grayson tells Avery all about the foundation that she's inheriting. It sounds pretty great, to be honest, although Grayson insists that Avery can't just look after individual people, like Harry from the park, but she's responsible for more than that now. Like, literally, Mr. Gray, we'll see you now. I uh, I had a really hard time going back and forth of, like, do I want her with Grayson? Do I want her with Jameson? I know. But then I find once... Once we got to the second book, I was like, okay, I want to with this person. I had a person. clear vision, yes. By the time the second book was over, I had a clear vision of who I wanted her to be with. But, like, I'm just, all the stuff that she goes through in the book of, like, these are your stipulations of staying here. And she, like, questions stuff. And I'm like, we're two very different people. Because if you told me I was about to inherit billions of dollars in a gorgeous estate, which literally has anything you could possibly want to do in it. Yeah. No questions are asked. What do you need me to do? Because it's done. Um, Alyssa and Oren take Avery and Thea dress shopping as there's an event coming up. On the way home, a car chases them. Oren admits to using Avery as bait. 
The driver and the shooter turns out to be Drake. But who let him onto the property? Dun, dun, dun. I hate Drake. Avery solves a few more clues to to whatever game Tobias Hawthorne set up. She gets the numbers 1, 1, and 0. And this is when my brain started like, you could literally see smoke coming out of my ears as I'm trying to solve these puzzles with this book. <laughs> Jameson gets very upset with everything that's going on and says he doesn't want to play the game anymore. They all start talking about how Emily died. She jumped off of a cliff, seemed fine, but then her heart gave out when she was back on shore. Jameson saw this happen after he broke up with her. Poor buddy. <laughs> Avery and Xander hand- head to the tunnels and find that they need everyone down there to unlock the box. Zayden goes to get his brothers. Zayden? <laughs> you said Zayden. Xander, I'm sorry. <laughs> My brain's on tomorrow. <laughs> My brain is hooked on tomorrow. Um, this is like the moment I was screaming, like, do not leave her alone. This is such a setup. Something is going to go wrong. Please don't leave her alone down there. And that's, I just, oh. Rebecca shows up, as well as Grayson. They realize that Drake had been working for Sky, who let him into the tunnels and told him to shoot Avery. Grayson says he will deal with his mother. But does he, though? No. He does not. And that was the part of the reason that I went a different direction. Yeah. Um, Rebecca shows up as well as... Oh, I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm reading the same paragraph again. The other brothers arrive and they open the box. They There are a bunch of photos of Avery in there. Avery realizes that she met Tobias Hawthorne at a diner when she was a child. And he asked for her name. Seems to be a coincidence that... Emily died on Avery's birthday, the 18th of October. But the numbers are to do with Avery's birthday. What? I guess the 110? That's a very confusing statement that's just been said. Um, But one thing he does take away from her name is that her name, Avery Kylie Grams, spells out, if you rearrange it it's an anagram for a very risky gamble which i think is fun um avery realizes that toby is harry the homeless guy from the apartment from the park (laughs) i don't know why but the way that was just delivered harry the harry i am homeless (laughs) that's what it made me think (laughs) it made me think of the a very potter sequel from starkin Harry, I am homeless. <laughs> it's actually serious black and he's stolen Harry's name. <laughs> oh, no. If you know, you know. Um, this part, though, I knew he had to be important. I know I can't re- I can't say his name anymore. Um, I knew he had You're a wizard, Harry. Harry, I am homeless. You knew Harry. You knew Harry was important because he's the chosen one. It's literally serious black, and he's just stolen Harry's name. Harry, playing homeless chess in the park. (laughs) I'm crying. That was funny. But I didn't know he like I knew he had to be important for this book. Because why would you briefly mention him? He's brought up too many times. Yeah, like something's up with that bow. Um, 
Xander's letter from his grandfather congratulates him as he was supposed to get the brothers together and make sure they complete the puzzle. Xander dunks his letter underwater and a message telling him to find Toby appears. And that's how the book ends. Yes. Um, final notes. I loved this book. Um, this is the first like real mystery book I've read that hasn't had any romance or fantasy to it. Like it was just pure mystery, whodunit, Nancy Drew style, riddles and puzzles. I loved it. Um, I was hooked from the very beginning of the book. It never lost my interest, and I finished the book and was ready for the next one. Yeah. Um, my favorite brother is Jameson. But I did also love Nash. Um, Nash reminded me of Corey Monteith's character from Monte Carlo with Selena Gomez. Um, that's just who I pictured as Nash the entire time. Um, I did love him. I think he was a fun character. Yes. Um, and I feel like some books, you know, you have a great MC, but they're not necessarily relatable. Like, I love Aelin with all my heart and soul. But she's not necessarily relatable. No. <laughs> Whereas Avery was very relatable. Yeah. I felt like. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, and then Big Evermore, 1989 vibes. Oh, yeah. For the whole book. Series. 100%. Um, as far as mine, like Carmen said, I loved this book. This book for me, I think what makes it kind of more like special is I picked this book up because of the cover <laughs> i picked it up just because of the cover and then wound up loving it and, and i was I picked it up because it was called because hallie kept telling me about it but the reason it speaked my interest was because it was called the inheritance games and we all know my love for the hunger games <laughs> i was intrigued um was hooked from the very beginning and this book made me feel like I was solving the mystery right alongside the characters. Like, when they were picking up clues, I'm like, okay, this this has to mean something. What does it mean? And I felt like I was just right along in the book. Um, my favorite brothers are Jameson and Xander. Xander's just so precious. Like, he needs to be, like, protected at all costs. Um... This book is definitely, like, you could definitely take, if you took Evermore, 1989, and Folklore and mashed them all up in one book, book series, then it's The Inheritance Games. Like, The Last Great American Dynasty. Hello. <laughs> Literally. Grayson is Mirrorball and you cannot change my mind on that. <laughs> and then, I don't know, he could also be This Is Me Trying, but so could Jameson. Basically all of the Hawthorne oh, boys, This Is Me Trying. <laughs> Um, as they're solving a riddle, and this is me trying. <laughs> um, um, this series is definitely in my top ten. Like, I love it. I think I read the Inheritance Games in like two or three days. I think I think I'm I think two days. I think I read it in two days. Um, it didn't take me very long. No, the chapters were also kind of short, so I think yeah. that also helped. Well, and the chapters are exciting, and... There's something happening in every chapter. Which, I think she uses the tip... I saw this on TikTok the other day, and I never even thought about this. There, apparently, a well-known writer's tip is to end a chapter on a different mood than how you started the chapter. 
And I feel like she did that. I feel like every chapter ended with like a, oh, what's gonna happen? Oh no. <laughs> um, so I think she does mystery. Like Jennifer Lynn Barnes does mystery really well. And I'm excited to read her other books that she's got out. I'm really excited to read the Natural series. Yeah. I am really excited about Little White Lies because it almost gives me the prom- the premise gives me the Samurai Term Pretty meets Pretty Little Liars. Oh, okay. So I think it's gonna be interesting. Um, yeah, love this series. I still need to read the Brothers Hawthorne. I have not. I do too. I also have a Red House of Birds and Rats. <laughs> suck. Um. But, overall, 10 out of 10 on the book. I think if you're looking for a good young adult mystery, it's, you know, I think it'd be appropriate for anybody in, like, middle school all the way up to, I'm 25 and I enjoy the heck out of it. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, It's a good young adult read. Um, Just a good mystery. If you like the Nancy Drew books, if you like a good whodunit, this is definitely for you. Um, Lots of puzzles and riddles and... She does do, uh, the way she writes things is a way that does get the reader involved. And so Mm -hmm. you do feel like you're, like Hallie said, you do feel like you're solving the mystery right alongside them. Because as I was reading it, I was trying to solve the puzzles. Yeah. And trying to figure out. There was one in the last book that I figured out. That's the only one I figured out. (laughs) Um, the rest of them I would get to the end and go, oh. (laughs) So, I will say that. But, um. Next week, we're going to do The Hawthorne Legacy by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. This is the second book in the Inheritance Games series. Um, We'll be doing a full review of that as well. Um, Be sure and let us know down below if you've read these books and what your thoughts were on them. Um, And, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's all I've got. Um, Be sure to follow us on our socials down below. Um, both our personal socials and our show socials are linked down below, so be sure to follow us on there. Um, and, yeah, leave us five stars, rate and review, all that jazz. And we will see you guys in next week's episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.